Hey, and welcome to our latest jam all about the biggest marketing mistakes that new business owners make. And I think this is going to be a good one. You've probably heard me talk about this before, but it's something that I just cannot say enough. Um, so this month is actually my 10 year business anniversary. Woohoo! I started my business in November, 2011, a decade ago, which is just bananas to me. And um, I've learned many, many things over that 10 years, had a lot of successes, had a lot of failures, did a lot of things wrong. And of course, it's so easy to look back now at all of the, you know, the small mistakes that I made and places where I see people going wrong. Hindsight is always 2020, but I really do my best now. And one of the reasons that I love working with the audience that I do, which is new business owners, um, to help you stop making some of those mistakes and not waste a lot of your time at the beginning stages so that you can get your business working more quickly. So um, if you have a goal of getting your business to a sustainable place where you can actually eventually take some time off, I like to take my time off to go hiking. You might want to spend it with your family. You might want to travel. You might want to just laze around on the couch. It doesn't really matter. Um, but part of why we have these businesses is to have a life, right? And so if you're in this stage where you're doing all the things and you're spending so much time trying to market your business and it's not working, I wanna just let you know a simple little tip <laughs> to help you get to that place. Um, I'm gonna tell you what it's not in a second, but the thing that you need to be focusing on is getting paid clients. That might seem obvious. You might seem, it might sound stupid to even say that, right? It's like, of course, that's the thing that we need. But here's the thing. When we're starting a business, we have so many things pulling for our attention. It's like, we need to get on social media. We've got to get the website up. We need to be creating content. We're doing our copywriting. We're figuring out our logo colors. Maybe we're making business cards. We're doing all of these things, thinking that these are client getting activities, but they are in fact, not. Um, same with a lot of the marketing trends out there. You know, obviously at the end of the day, the goal of all of this stuff should be to get clients, but there's things that you can do at the beginning that are going to have a much higher rate of return and faster return than some of these other things. So, um, if you are a new coach or a healer or any kind of solopreneur business, um, you're probably really good at what you do, but the truth is that you're probably not a marketer, right? You went to coaching school and they taught you how to be a good coach, but they kind of brushed over the business side of all of this. And so when you're new, nobody really knows who you are, right? Many of us don't have these internet famous friends who can just go and promote our coaching services for us. We're starting from scratch, right? And so this means that our first job, once we're clear on the foundation, so once we know what our niche is, we've got strong messaging and positioning, we have our packages and prices, you know, mostly figured out, or at least our starting packages and starting prices. The next thing you need to be focusing on is getting in front of the people who need you. This is literally your only job, right? But if you're new, you're like, well, how do I do that? Isn't that what social media is for and being on, you know, Instagram and all the things? The answer is no. Okay. So the TikTok, making reels, this is, how, this, this is how much I don't use TikTok. I just called it the TikTok. <laughs> Making reels, you know, creating all the freebies, um, trying to do webinars, like who's gonna watch them when you're new, right? No one's seeing them, so don't need to be doing webinars, Facebook ads, even like blogging, um, being on all the social medias, even creating a podcast, all this stuff is not what you should be focusing on when you're brand new, okay? So hear me out. If you are in the newer stages of business, those things don't work as well. 
a lot of those things can work really well to optimize what's already working. So if you are getting clients, you've got clear messaging, you know it works, you're starting to build some traction and you're looking to grow your reach more through one of these channels, then sure, you can pick one and put your focus into it, but it's not gonna be the best thing to do when you're first getting started and nobody knows yet who you are. Um, so I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for 10 years. Um, we've worked with hundreds of clients now in our Engage Your Business program. And I can tell you that I don't like wasting time on things that don't work. Ask my team, they're always coming up with new suggestions and I'm like, that is a waste of time. That is just like busy work. I don't like busy new work. I'm not here to you know, be working all day long. I wanna go out and actually have fun and be outdoors and live my uncaged life. So um, what you should be focusing on instead is visibility strategies that are gonna put you in front of people that already exist, okay? so. Let's go through the two mistakes, biggest mistakes that new business owners make. The first one is this constant content creation. So, oh man, if I had a dollar for every beautifully curated Instagram profile belonging to a broke coach, <laughs> I could probably retire. Um, having a beautiful feed and con constantly pumping out content that's branded and looks beautiful, whether we're talking about content on, let's say Instagram, like a post and an image and researching all the hashtags, or whether we're talking about blog posts where you know, you're know you spending, I don't know how long it takes you. It takes me like, a, I'm pretty fast and it takes me a decent amount of time, like several hours from start to finish to write the post, tweak it, edit it, like get it uploaded, all those things, right? So it's not a fast process. We don't need to be doing constant con content creation. What we need to be doing instead is using social media as a networking tool in your business to build referrals, okay? So this is the, only way that I advocate using social media when you're new, if you're limited on time. If you have endless time, go ahead and start making reels, right? But it's just not gonna be the most important thing that you can be doing, the highest value thing right off the bat. So what you wanna be using Instagram for, and I would argue all social media channels, if you're in Facebook groups, if you're ever on LinkedIn, is building relationships with people to start to grow your referral network. Because the power of 10 people knowing what you do and what, you know, this is once you have a clear niche and once you can clearly articulate what you do and what problem you solve, that's all the stuff that we work on in our Engage Your Business program. Once you have all of that, the power of that referral network is exponential. And so instead of focusing on creating so much content on social, you wanna make sure that you're connecting with people, getting to know them. Um, there's so many different ways you can do this. It can be just, you know, reaching out and um, sharing uh, a thank you for you know something that they've posted, like a genuine thank you, not just like needed to hear this. <laughs> uh, my friend Michelle teaches this in her networking that pays strategy. We have that as a bonus in our Engage Your Business program. Um, it can also just be connecting with people on a personal level. Michelle and I actually met because I had asked a question in a Facebook group about backpacking trips and gear and she does a lot of backpacking and she came in and she was like, oh, I actually have a spreadsheet for this. Let me send it to you. So she sent it to me. We got to talking about all the trips we've been on. Turns out we both are obsessed with our dogs. And now we mostly just talk about dogs with each other. And because of that, we built a personal relationship and we know each other's businesses so well now just from talking over the years that we now refer so many clients to each other. Um, she comes in and she does webinars for my Uncage Your Business program and our free Facebook group. And I send students to her all the time as a next step after our program. So these types of relationships that are mutually beneficial are built from 
these networking connections that can happen through Facebook groups, through social media, even through being in a paid program. So a lot of our NKG business students end up meeting each other, really getting to know each other in the program because they're working so closely together and then referring people to each other. That is a much better use of your time on social media than constant content creation, trying to figure out in Canva how to design your image and put all the hashtags. That's just not gonna work as well as building these one-on-one connections when you're new, okay? Second mistake is running Facebook ads when you're too new. Don't get me wrong, we use a lot of ads. Ads can be an amazing paid strategy when you're at the right stage for it, but they can also be really, really expensive. So unless you have a really clear message that you know works for your audience, um, a proven offer, a funnel that actually converts organically and the profit margins to pay for your Facebook ads and possibly lose money while you're in the testing phase, Facebook ads are not where you should be focusing when you're new, okay? Uh, We use them now a lot, but we have money in the business now. When I was new, I didn't touch Facebook ads until until we had proven what we were doing worked organically. So when you're in the newer stages of your business, instead of focusing on ads and getting in front of all these different audiences, I recommend focusing on really growing your credibility with social proof. So honestly, really good social proof is way better than any paid marketing strategy in the first place. Um, You know, when you see a Facebook ad on, you know, scrolling through your feed on Facebook, the first thing that you do is like, you check to see if it's legit, right? Like you like might look at the comments, you might go over to the person's page. Like you want to see that like real people and real commenters have actually bought this thing and used it. And this is what social proof is. It's basically getting proof from other people other than just yourself saying that you're amazing to show other people who are potentially interested in working with you that you are the real deal. So getting testimonials is one of the best ways that you can do this. Um, There's testimonials that are a waste of space on your site and can actually turn clients off from working with you. And then there's good testimonials. So you really want to make sure that your testimonials are convincing, that they talk about the before and after results, and that they're not just like, so-and-so was a really nice person. They were really caring, right? It's lovely that you're a nice person, but that's not what's going to get people to buy from you. So you want to make sure that your testimonials are actually speaking directly to the transformation that your clients had and the results that they got out of it. Um, We're actually going to be releasing a special bundle for this soon, so keep an eye out for that. Um, If you are listening to this in real time, it'll be coming out on Monday. Uh, That probably is irrelevant (laughs) if you're listening to this later, but that is Monday the 22nd of November in 2021. Okay, the next strategy that you want to avoid is doing things like spending hours on every new strategy that comes out. So the the one I'm going to harp on right now is spending hours making reels on Instagram. (laughs) I love to hate on reels. Um, You know, if you're new to business, you've probably been told that reels are a great way to grow your reach. Um, Instagram is favoring them, which means it's like showing them to more people because the algorithm is liking them Um, for whatever reasons. I don't know how that all works, but I don't know about you. I don't want to spend my time you know, pointing around at the sky and then adding in all the, you know, images that you have to add into reels and putting music, like the whole thing just feels like a huge waste of time to me. And it's not targeted, right? So it's just going to be showing to all of Instagram. And there's just such a better way that you can spend your time when you're new, especially if you're someone like me who just hates the idea of being on camera in that way. Some people love it and it's fun for them. So for those people, I say, go for it if you have the extra time and if you find that it's working for you. 
But if it is draining or if you're doing it and loving it, but it's really not yielding any results or any paid clients, then stop it. Wait until you have paid clients coming in and then you can go back to it as like a fun creative strategy. So what I recommend doing instead is taking really daily strategic actions to make sure that you're getting in front of new audiences. One of my favorite ways to do that is pitching to podcasts. Um, so writing on your own blog or your own podcast or your own social media channels is fine. But if you think about it, the people who are seeing it are really only the people who already follow you, you know, which is nice. We want to give them some content, but a better strategy is to start sharing your work in front of other people who already have audiences that already exist. So this might mean being on a podcast, getting interviewed by someone, um, being featured in somebody else's Facebook group or doing like an Instagram takeover. Basically borrowing, we call it borrowing audiences. So finding an audience that's already established, pitching yourself to come in and support them in some way for free, you know, offer them value and getting exposure to them. So we, we're going to have resources in our bundle that's coming up to help you with that. But I just want to plant that seed in your head of how many, how many hours, how much time is it taking you to create one blog post that's going to only go out to your current email list, you know, and maybe get a couple new viewers if you post it on Instagram versus getting directly in front of a targeted audio audience of thousands of people that already exists. That might be scary to you. I get it. Um, and if you want to grow your business, it's just one of the best things that you can do. So make sure you keep an eye out for the bundle that's going to be coming on Monday for that. Okay. I hope this has been helpful in helping you start to see how when we're new to business, we can kind of get locked into doing things that are not actually in service of growing our business and of getting in front of more people. And these are some ways that you can stop the content hamster wheel, stop the real, the real nonsense, <laughs> real R E E L the Instagram real nonsense and start taking really focused action on making sure that you're getting your message in front of the people who are already primed and ready to buy from you. All right. I hope that was helpful. I would love to hear from you pop over into our Instagram, DM us and let me know. Um, I'm always happy to hear if you've learned anything new or if you've tried one of these strategies.